Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Ah, just pass me a little bit of the leftovers there, brother, and I'll be good to go for today's show. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, this is Doug and Marty versus the world, the post-Thanksgiving show, if you will. Saturday so, is officially leftover day at my house, brother. Leftover day? I thought it was small business Saturday. Is that, no, is that a thing? That, I mean, that's fine. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm down with that. Yeah. That's cool. But first, I need a hot turkey sandwich, there we some go. leftover ham, and definitely some of that marshmallow um you know, fruit salad. Got to have some of that, brother. See, culturally and family-wise, I'm curious to our listeners out there as well, but I know there's a big debate over ham and turkey. We yep. went prime rib. We always do prime rib. That was a thing yeah, we prime did about good. 20 years ago. Dig it. It's more expensive now. Crazy, yeah. crazy expensive. But um, for us, we had prime rib, mashed potatoes and gravy, obviously, some bread. We had, um, what else do we have? We had uh, your traditional stuffing, all right? So yeah, um, but- stuffing with prime rib. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Right. You now, didn't there's the a fresh. I, well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, brother. But that's a, that's a really you know that's fresh. I like that. I remember years ago when they came out with that stovetop stuffing. You know where you could just have stuffing anytime. And I thought, oh, that's that's good too. I mean, who doesn't love stuffing, brother? I know. Everybody loves stuffing. We did a uh, a stuffing starter mix. What about dessert, bread. man? Pumpkin pie or no pumpkin pie? We had both pumpkin and apple. And we've eaten the apple, and of course, leftovers will be the pumpkin. So, yeah, I'm just not a pumpkin guy. Don't like pumpkin, not a big fan of sweet potatoes, but I do like cranberry sauce shaped like a can, brother. Yes, we had that as well. (laughs) Grace, our youngest daughter, had for some reason was craving cranberry. So, my wife had this um, bold, audacious idea to make it two ways one out of the can and one fresh, right? Fresh cranberries. Love that. And make it up, whatever. And um, I got to tell you, um, this is not a complaint, but everybody's holidays are different. We're starting now. Thank God this is a four-day weekend for many people. Um, maybe it's a two-day weekend for some others that had to work on Thanksgiving. Those those in first responders and healthcare, thank you very much. But what a week, brother. I'm telling you, I don't want to go on too much of a rant here, but on Tuesday before Thanksgiving, my mom, who's an elderly person dealing with some mental and physical health problems, gets some has some heart. Uh, and a son like you will do that to people, brother. What's well, it could be. That's true. <laughs> anyway, the long story short is is she can't breathe. We've oh. got an emergency take her to the ER. Ouch. We're in the, in the ER all day Tuesday and all night before she can get a room that she's admitted. She's still in the hospital. They're taking great care of her. But I did a rant on Facebook about. This something's got to change. I mean, when when you go in there and they determine right away, they have to keep you for you know within an hour, but you're there nine hours before you actually get into a bed, and it's a zoo, brother. I mean, these people are great; they're working hard, um, but the fact that this is a common ex- occurrence, and when I posted this, brother, the number of people I'm talking several hundred people all commented the same thing. I had the same experience. I waited 22 hours. I waited 18 hours. I waited 15 hours. Other people were saying, I take the ambulance for that reason, because you get right in. There's something that obviously this is where socialized medicine is, where this government mandates and all of it has COVID lockdowns when all the healthcare people left healthcare because of the vaccine mandates. It's a mess. 
and so I'm like, it's a time to bring back private. Yeah, exactly. Which I have another story I'm going to. So then of course on Thanksgiving, uh, we're praying for my mom. She's getting good care. She's not home yet. And my wife gets heart palpitations. She gets high blood pressure, starts having chest pain. And so then we go down to the urgent care ER near our house. That's private. And the experience was completely different. Within like two seconds, I got her back, got her locked up. She was still there all day yesterday, brother. Still there doing tests, but this, she was getting care all day. She wasn't waiting to get care. And the, the dichotomy of the hospital emergency room thing where it's all government mandated to a private pay system, if you will, where the care was fantastic, still not a day you went away you want to spend Thanksgiving, but it made me really think this is what Americans and we have the best healthcare in the world, but we're dealing with this stuff. Yeah. It's overwhelmed with illegal aliens, with the, the government mandates, with the, the short staff and the staff, even in the private pay, not as much, but more so in the, the general gen, gen pop, if you will, um, are overwhelmed. You They're, know, I was uh, <clears throat> watching Epic times, you know, they have their little YouTube uh, kind of news wrap up. And uh, I think it was last Wednesday and they were talking about how a funeral, the, the largest funeral company in America is saw a 40% increase in uh, additional deaths uh, in 2021 and trending that way in 2022. Now he didn't draw any conclusions or, or whatever, but I think this is a good time to pray and to say, you know, Lord, we need protection on our, you know, I'm hoping that our listeners are those kind of Christians that are praying daily. Mm-hmm. They're seeking the Lord. You know, I was reading in John, uh, I believe it's chapter six, and Jesus was talking about, I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread that came down from heaven and all this stuff. And some of that stuff was a little hard to take, right? But mm-hmm. it's that getting connected with Jesus thing. That, you know, that's the thing I'm most thankful for. And America is great because America was Christian, right? America mm-hmm. uh, had this, you know, amazing blessing from God. As we've departed from that in in kicking God out of different parts of our society and things like that, then we've begun to see the decline of these things. And, um, but this uh, 40%, now I'm not talking 40% of, you know, people are dying, but 40% increase over what they anticipate. So they anticipate, um, you know, X number of people, you know, there's a death rate, right? Right. right. The death rate every year. Right. And so this is, um, I can't remember exactly how they worded it, but it is concerning because this is, um, you know, there is in the woke agenda, there is a population uh, reduction component to the woke agenda, brother. Mm-hmm. They they want to, you know, some of these guys want to bring the, the population of the world down to like 500 million. So that's a yeah. lot of bodies, dude. That Klaus Gosman, whatever guys that were there in the World Economic Forum. With one well, let's start with him. To, <laughs> wants to bring it down, right? I mean, <laughs> let's right? start he with that guy. First. Yeah, um, you go first. I love that, Marty. Good. Yeah, exactly. And then you have Bill Gates, who actually funded. This is one of the very first things that came from his father. And when he got wealthy with Microsoft and whatever, this is he believes in population control that we have too much that we're going to be starving that we're going to be eating. Uh, you know that the whole idea of uh, that we're we should be open to cannibalism and stuff is just outright outrageous. But it goes down to. The movies we saw, dystopian movies about the, you know, the world's getting worse and it's getting more corrupt than whatever. Well, it is because it's intentionally being made that way. To your point, there's an agenda 
that's being heavily funded to disrupt, to tear down, and to diminish, right? Even Obamacare had some components about having these review boards if you're too old or if it's uh, medically Fair necessary. Palem, call, them, call them death panels. Yes. Yeah. But it was the idea of introducing the idea about scarcity resources. Therefore, we can control humans. And then we have the, during the vaccine mandates, we had the lockdowns. You can't go eat. You can't go buy unless you get a vaccine mandate. You can't be employed, right? These are all precursors, brother, as they're trying to put in. Totalitarianism, it's it's oppression. Um, We are, you know, and what we're seeing is a, um, a move in the direction of total control, government becoming God, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be, you know, your Revelation 13 and whatever, where you can't buy, you can't sell, you can't do anything unless you have the mark, right. uh, whatever that mark is. And, uh, you know, I always thought that was interesting that the mark in the Greek language was this uh, kargma kind of word, but it means a gash or a, like a, you know, like a slice or something. So, um, you know, there's kind of a, you know, a similarity to getting a shot. I mean, that type of thing. Right. And then um, uh, didn't they put something in there, like some kind of a mm-hmm. Luciferian thing that basically, you know, the the Luciferian thing, it's not necessarily demonic, but probably no. is. Um, but right. it's a it's a it's a it's a light thing. It's a light yes. component. So we could put a certain kind of, you know, do like a light a, over your hand and yeah. it, the glow would tell you whether or not you had the shot. The remember the old dark lights where you have to get posters, right? You have a whole yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Black Same light. type of thing where you'd have a light where you could actually it would like fluoresce, if you will. And you can light. tell if you've yes. taken the vaccine or not. Wow. Uh, cool. You know, well, guess what? Around, I don't but, glow, baby. <laughs> I don't glow that way. I glow <laughs> I by the gl- Holy Spirit. I don't right? glow there. but but on that note for our listeners as well um the there was about a week ago they came out and said it's it's all over both mainstream and regular news and it's kind of low-key they don't tie parallels to but they said now the first time the vaccinated are the the higher um, people more people dying that were vaccinated of COVID than people that were unvaccinated. And yet the party of science still wants you to get the shot, the fourth, right. the fifth, the sixth. Um, and the, and the, if, if efficiency, the if efficacy of the shot diminishes yes. two to three weeks to months, it's like zero f- efficacy. So why would you put that stuff in your body anyway? And everybody I know that got the shot got COVID. So, mm-hmm. What the heck? Why? I mean, why bother? Because they were told that they got, they wouldn't get COVID or they wouldn't die or whatever. And they were told that they were helping their neighbors out. And those are all lies. Those were, and of course they need to be held accountable. And you hear the left saying, oh, well, that was, you know, we all made mistakes. No, no, we didn't make mistakes. You forced this on us and told us absolute lies, things you knew were lies at the time. So we we have a, well, a there's, distrust system is way up here, brother. Yeah, huh? there's, there's a, a huge benefit to having all these kind of, you know, I, I don't know if you know this brother, but this is actually true fact. Unlike uh, what maybe mainstream media would tell you, but Donald Trump had an 83% success rate on his uh, endorsements. So this 83% success rate is absolutely the winning endorsement rate of all time. Nobody's Mm -hmm. had that. No presidents don't typically get that. 
Um, when you know when Obama would do his thing, he would would nowhere near eighty three percent success rate. Biden, right. obviously, Biden is like get, they don't even want his endorsement. They ran away from him, right? Right. So, so now we've got this new House of Representatives that's coming in in January. Just hang on, you know. Hopefully, they don't destroy marriage and everything else. Hopefully, we can undo that. But they, you know, now Biden wants to uh, outlaw all semi-automatics. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. All semi-automatics. Okay, this is this is getting into a situation where there's there could be real serious problems. And I don't want to say the word civil war, so I'm not going to say the word civil war. So words civil war, because that it would be you know that would be inflammatory. But you know I've always heard that if um they came for the guns, then that would be the trigger. Yes. So we had Bob Jones, Wonderful. prophetic guy that right. died you know seven years ago, whatever eight years ago. Um, he had always said that. And some other, you know, people had said prophetic people that when they come for the guns, then that would do those two words that we're not going to mention. So we're, well, we're not, it's, mentioning it's those one of the major reasons why we had the revolutionary war in the first place. Right. They the came idea to take of, the of guns the, of the freedom of America was be able to, to pave your own way, if you will, to own property, to be able to protect, protect, what is yours? And so that protection of what is yours is the guns. When you think about it, and they remove your right to protect yourself, protect your way of life, protect your rights, your property, your family, your safety, your personal being, then they're saying we want you to be uh, enslaved. Basically, we have the power, you do not. That is the last bit. So that, that is why the guns are so specific. It's why it's the Second Amendment. It's why it's so important because it defends all the other rights. When we, ha- we have no right to defend ourselves, we are helpless. And that's where you're right. It, it leads to, okay, people had enough uh, pushing Well, back. We, we saw that in Australia, right? They disarmed the Australians, uh, you know, a, a while back. Mm-hmm. And then with the COVID lockdowns, they started putting people in concentration camps, brother. They, they tackled people on the beach and put them in concentration camps, right? Yeah. yeah. Because they had no way. You know, and I'm like, I bet you Australians are going to like give us our guns back. I mean, you know, we're and of course, the government's never going to willingly relinquish power. And that's the problem with all the covid lockdowns and everything else. Look at Inslee. He did not relinquish anything. He matter of fact, I think the emergency mandate is still in effect today. It's just that he loosened up the restrictions on Halloween. And so, you know, because Halloween is, you know, I don't know how to get it. Martin Luther, uh, June, uh, Martin Luther nailed the, uh, the thesis to the church yes. on Halloween, brother. So they've yes. been trying to get that day back ever since, but you know, Referendum it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah re- reformation. Um, so we're, we're, you know, let's talk geography for a minute, brother. You know, okay. you, you've been over Spokane. They yes. got they got a lot of they got a lot of great lakes over there. They got Liberty Lake. They got mm-hmm. Newman Lake, the court Lake Coeur d'Alene, beautiful everything but you know really there's there's the great lakes there's a lot of lakes out there that are great but i think the greatest lake of all is carry lake brother <laughs> okay i like the transition okay. uh, b- before we talk about carry lake i just want to i want to make a prediction here about you mentioned donald trump you mentioned the uh endorsement rate all those things i do believe that he's going to be president again it's just that's not the prediction um the prediction is right we're seeing um, the public sentiment go in the opposite direction uh, for government and the lockdowns and the vaccine mandates. Okay. And then we saw the, the 
pharmaceutical companies making billions of dollars. It was all implemented and forced under Democrat regime, under Biden, right? But the introduction of, the production of, the rapid-to-market thing was under Trump. I guarantee you. Warp speed, yeah. Warp speed. I guarantee you that when um, election time comes and he does win, they're going to turn around and blame it all on Trump uh, because, oh, he started it, therefore it's his. And you watch. They're going to uh, split the narrative and start blaming him for something he didn't do. Um, so, you know, and, uh, I think that, uh, during this whole lockdown thing, Donald Trump was the first one to come out and say, no way churches are essential. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, this, that was the thing that really got me and others like me was, you know, let's keep the marijuana dispensaries open. This, the, let's keep the, um, Abortions the liquor open. stores open, the abortion clinics open, but let's shut down the church. Mm-hmm. And so this is an absolute attack and they've not let up. And so um, at any rate, I do want to, you know, because of Donald Trump endorsement and mm-hmm. and actually the co-endorsement of the Carrie Lake campaign with the Donald Trump thing. And we started off in Arizona the day before or the day of election with issues. They couldn't get their printers to work. They were sending people to other uh, precincts to vote. And they're like, no, you can't vote in another precinct. You have to vote in your, pre-. no, no, we're because our printer is broken. We can't print your ballot or something like that. I mean, it's got fraud all over it. And then we had a, a, a bunch of ballots. Did you see in Pennsylvania, they had like millions more ballots than registered voters. Than yeah. registered voters. Yep. We saw okay. the same thing in Washington, but hold on Mike. How do you have millions more cast than actual registered voters, right? That's fraud. Yeah, it is. You, and unless you line up with- And then who with- is who? So you've got to stop everything and you've got to have a re-election. You have mm-hmm. to have a new election and you have to have in-person. You can't have these because it's all in the mail-in thing. So when yes. we when I come back to Washington State and say, we got to get rid of mail-in ballots, we got to get rid of electronic counting machines, tabulating machines, you know, we've got to clean up our voter rolls. Did you know here in King County alone, we have 34,000, minimum 34,000 uh, non-citizens on the voter rolls right now. And many of those ballots are being voted. I'm guessing that most of the ballots that were voted were not voted by the the people because the people know these people it it yeah. endangers their or it, it it causes them their ability to become a citizen to be yes. lessened because if they get caught voting and as a non-citizen they could be rejected it's a federal crime yeah. yeah and they become exactly so i want to give a little history for the our listeners if you haven't been paying attention uh, governor race in Arizona a couple years ago, Doug and I, at least I think maybe it was last year, even we were in Arizona for America fest last December, last December. Um, and they had representatives in Arizona still dealing with the 2020 elections because there were so many problems with election supervisors, with the miscounts, the, uh, election anomalies, if you will, from the machine and the counts, they had recounts in 2020. So we're talking Two over two years ago, and they're trying to work on getting to the bottom of, of that. The major problem was in Maricopa County. Maricopa County is the largest county in Arizona. Arizona is about 7 million people, about the size of Washington. Also, they have these mail-in and day of, of election balloting as well, so kind of a combo thing. And so they were addressing it, knowing they had problems, knowing there was issues there. And the Secretary of State is 
Now, Katie Hobbs, who is now a candidate for governor and overseeing the election. So you had across the state, including in Maricopa County, you had Republican congressmen and women winning over their Democrat counterparts. You had the, um, uh, I think it's the treasurer or whatever it is, the uh, lieutenant governor, Republican winning as well. But for whatever reason in Maricopa County, again, 20% of the machines weren't working on election night, which is when most Republican voters were supposed to vote. Then they were still counting, literally almost two weeks later, trying to get to where everybody else in the nation is done. They had the problems with telling people to go home or go to different voting stations, to Doug's point. Um, they have an issue around integrity because there's um, ballots and that may have been recounted or counted twice. And the election is closed. It's within and 20, ballots 000. set aside that were not to be counted because there yes. was issues. Correct. And so mixed they have, they, in with they, ballots that were to be counted. They're in Arizona, similar to Washington, that they adjudicate. So if they have any question whatsoever in their mind at the election, they'll put them in box three. Box three, which you can look at Mike Lindell as well, is where election person can go in and say, this is what the intent was, and that is binding. So literally, they can say all the things in box three are for Katie Hobbs, the secretary of state who's overseeing it, and she signs off on it. And oh, by the way, then she wins. So there's going to be lawsuits. But the current total, this thing is like, this thing is like half a percent away, right? Oh, I know it's close. And it's, but without the fraud, I think Carrie Lake's overwhelming winner. Oh, it it means it's the same thing at the national level. When you think about Trump having 87 million followers on Twitter and and Biden having 37 million, Katie Hobbs is, is a, is a rock star, the famous, uh, you know, she's a TV anchor before she's conservative, you know, endorsed by Trump early on. She's got millions and millions and millions. And then her, uh, you know, opponent doesn't. Once again, her opponent didn't compete, didn't campaign, only showed up to one um, basically debate. And typical story on the left right now, because they know the system is rigged, didn't recuse herself. So all this stuff we're looking at Arizona is very important because they're tying her Every news media on the mainstream, CBS, NBC, CNN, is saying election denier Donald Trump endorsed candidate refuses to concede. You know, all this, this is the narrative, election denier. And yet she's not. She's like, no, the election's flawed. Even the the attorney general, a Republican still says, hey, we're not going to certify this because there are things that need to be investigated. This is wrong, what's happened in Maricopa County. You have Ted Cruz and other others across the national stage looking at Arizona as an embarrassment on how bad it's been run. And this is the person that's now you tie into the fact that the opponent, the person in charge of this election is the one that's actually the opponent for governor. There's, there's a huge problem here. Yeah, and so they tell us the Secretary of State is more of an administrative role and these different things, but this is the reason why these things matter. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that we can get this this figured out, brother, because yeah, I don't yeah. see, I don't really want us to, you know, because I don't want to mention Civil War, but I don't want us to go there, brother. That's mm. not good. The Civil War was like our worst the one that we had to end slavery, you know, mm-hmm. where the Republican Party was founded to to bring equal rights to black people. You know, that one back yep, there, that our one. first Republican president was Abraham Lincoln. You know, the guy that did the Emancipation Proclamation. Yep. 
yep. and got and got the Fourteenth Amendment through, brother. Uh, yes, outlawing that, slavery forever. We were the abolitionist party. That's why we were founded. Correct. I just, say just on reminding, Arizona, just reminding yes. everybody the ones In that Arizona, got the civil rights stuff through. But we these uh, elections are this civil war was our bloodiest conflict, dude. It was like a million dead, and this is not. No. You don't at that at the time at the time our population was like four million, right? So you're talking twenty five percent of our population wiped out. So how if today that would be, you know, tens of millions? Yes, tens of million. We're talking about sixty million probably. So three hundred fifty million people, ten percent is thirty five million times that seventy million. So think about this right now. The, the difference according to Fox News is seventeen thousand votes or less, about about half or one percent. Between the two, so 17,000 votes out of 7 million people. So let's say 4 million people vote, right? That's really small. You just said 35,000 illegal aliens are registered to vote in King County alone. How much of the big difference would this be in Arizona, brother? 17,000. How do you know those votes are actually for Katie Hobbs and weren't recounted? This is this has to be recounted. So pay attention to what happens here because they're proving that this consistently works for them. They just it's it's over, brother. They're 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 literally literally shameless, brother. They mm-hmm. they do it's in it's in the open. The public sees it, and um, you know I've so many people that I've heard this as well that my vote doesn't count, so I'm not voting. You know, is that is that the issue, brother? Should we should we just not vote anymore and no. just let them? Because then they don't even have to cheat, right? They just take it. So you and I rant on this on the show. We 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 coach and we encourage. We say get involved, and it looks like Washington State had about sixty five percent turnout. Still, it has to be much better than that. But um, and people that listen to this show, I had a conversation just the other day. Um, they didn't. They don't. They heard the show before, but didn't really understand if that makes sense. And they're a Christian and said, yeah, I've never voted. I've voted. I'm registered, but I haven't voted in 30 years. I go, why? And same thing. It was, well, it doesn't matter. I said, don't you understand? We have an obligation. We have a duty because government affects everybody's way of life. It affects the, the burdens upon their lives. And we have an opportunity to do something about it. And you choose not to, I just don't get that. And it was almost like this. Uh, it wasn't arrogant. It was almost like a prideful thing saying, yeah, I don't get involved. You know, uh, I leave that to others. I go, that's the problem. You know, we're called into all areas, right? When we have an opportunity, when we're not there, who's there? The people that don't believe what we do, that legislate laws that go against our very conscience, our very belief system, because we're not at the table. He goes, well, maybe I'll have to rethink it. I go, I hope you do. But to your point, got to get engaged, right? It's, we have, I think we're going to be held accountable for it, honestly. It's not yeah, a biblical I'd hate stance, to, but I hate to have to stand before God and you know, especially some of these races, brother, they're so they're just so razor thin. They're so close. I knew this one dude ran for state senate over in the 26, man, lost by like 101 votes. And yeah. um, oh, it was you, brother. Yes, it was me. <laughs> um, so I mean, are, are you sure we couldn't have dug up 102 Christians that just didn't vote that oh, like, I know. could have voted for you, brother, and give you the race by one vote or what? I mean, and and obviously that's in the 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 um the margin of fraud. Mm-hmm. There is a margin of fraud. Obviously yeah. there's a margin of fraud. The good guys, the Christian guys, we don't cheat. And that's, you know, that's, you know, good. We don't want to, you know, we're not the people that steal things and, you know, we believe the 10 commandments, you know, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Right. So we're kind of like, 
um, you know, in a way at a disadvantage. And so, you know, but I've, you know, talked to Ari Hoffman, who's a radio host over here in the Seattle area. And he's like, we got, you know, these are the rules. We have to play by the rules that they've Mm -hmm. set up. So we have to set up voting stations and print ballots for people and get them to vote and do, you know, that's what they did to save the Shama Swant, the socialist Mm -hmm. in Seattle. They had like pop-up tents around the city and they get people in and print these ballots right there. Yeah, they and, did 100,000 within a, 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 like a 24 hour period. It's crazy. Yeah. And and how much fraud was in that? Because, you know, there's only 600,000 residents of Seattle. Right. So how so how did you get, you know, uh, that huge of a percentage? Boom. Yeah. yeah. In, 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 so, again, maybe that's the rules. Maybe we have to start doing that. Maybe we've got to say, if you're a Christian, vote here or whatever. And, um, you know, I don't know what the op- the thing is, but I can tell you this. Um, we have to get involved. We have to make a stand. We have to open our mouth mm-hmm. and talk. You know, this we, this attack on our freedom of speech, this attack on things. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This is an amazing story. This is something that should make everybody thankful. But the CEO of Disney stepped down, got, mm-hmm. got ousted, and they brought Bob Iger back. And there's a huge shakeup at Disney. Did you know Disney Plus, this online streaming service, lost $1.5 billion last month? Last, last month? month? Wow. Yes. That's a huge, you know, <clears throat> I don't care what how big of a company you are, that hurt you. Mm-hmm. And so I know someone who worked, uh, who worked as the, I don't know him personally, but I know of someone who worked personally as the chief of staff for the outgoing CEO. And uh, this is affecting them. And I'm like, well, get a better job. You know? Well, <laughs> like, yeah, stop um, pushing your indoctrination on our kids. And maybe you wouldn't lose money. So, I started to watch the Buzz Lightyear show. Did that you? was on Disney Plus. I, I put it on. I was watching it. And I mean, within less than a half an hour, we got this gay, you know, commander of his mm-hmm. having, de- you know, founding a new girlfriend. And I'm like, I turn it off, cancel Disney Plus. I'm done. Right. I, I I started to watch. Did you watch? No, brother. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> I started to watch Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Okay, we almost right? did. Yeah. And within ten minutes, you've got trans singing going on. Right. You got this thing from, uh, you know, a Broadway musical, and you got this beautiful black woman, and she's, and the next thing you know, you got this dude dressed like a woman singing about I got to be me or something. And I'm just like, yep, they had to put that in there. Boom, off. It's the it, parades people off, are not sick of the it. woke. Yeah. I want to just so touch woke. on one thing. It was one, so woke. Yeah, it was, it was woke out of the, you know, to, in order to, to increase inclusion, we have a blind scripture on, you know, second out audio program too and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, that's great. But, you know, we got to make a big deal out of it, you know, to show everybody how, you know, how virtuous we are. Right. And now, we know we go. Trump coined it "go woke, go broke," and it's true. It's we but people, we don't want this. It's too much, right? And we know they they put this in the the conversation, and then they introduce things that we repel, and they kind of normalize it, and they pass it and force it down our throat, and so forth. We see this thing happening all over, where we have to push back. This is that push against everything that we believe in, as far as faith and so forth. And I want to talk about sort of. The agenda, if you will, this uh, the the thing at the marriage and whole bit, but you mentioned fighting, right? But their rules, 
it, we're not talking about we're not kids. You know, my, my daughter, when I told her she had to be tougher when she was um, playing soccer, she went out and she tripped somebody on purpose. I go, no, that's mean. Mean is different than tough. You can still play by the rules and be be wisdom and be, and play tougher and not get hurt and offended and so forth. My dad, my dad, of course, like your dad, old school, you know, serving the military, um, you know, uh, just pull yourself up by the bootstraps, hardworking ethic, whatever. As I remember as a young man, he goes, look, street fight is different than, than, and then working fighting in the ring. Same thing with whatever he goes, when you're in a street fight, there are no rules. You know, that's what you have to think about. So if, you know, if you, you avoid it at all costs, but if you get in one, it, it's not about just making a point or punching somebody. It's about making sure they don't get back up. Right. And it's like this really old school thinking. And it's, it's that way. The Democrats and this thing, they, this is life for them. This is life and death for them. So they're doing everything. They'll cheat and steal and whatever. We got to be vigilant. We got to be out there understanding this is the opponents we have and the tools they have. You know, whether if they're using, you know, a knife, whatever, we got to be prepared, right? It's not about civil war. It's about fighting the battle as it's being laid out, right? Uh, and understanding that we're in it. We, we seem to play this as a game. And we in general, uh, conservatives, independents, those that get engaged around election season, around October, and don't pay attention. This is a, a, a the very existence of our freedom, the very existence of our constitution, the very way of life to pass on to our children won't be there if we don't defend it. And so it, it's much bigger, but it, the, like you said, the field, of the, the arena of the battle is in the streets and we're losing. Whether, whether it be the pop-up tents and say Christians vote here, um, churches, there's voting stations at churches. Uh, it, it's that those things where you know the left will get upset. Who cares? Let's do it anyway. It is a battle and it's how important the battle is. You know, we've got to push the envelope the other way a long ways, if you ask me. Yeah, well, there's a huge attack on your freedom of speech because of the cancel culture, all these different things. They hate freedom of speech. They also hate the Second Amendment. The left hates the Second Amendment because that's how you defend your castle. You know, we talked, mm -hmm. uh, we had Rick Green on uh, years ago or whatever, talking about this castle doctrine, right? That's mm -hmm. what the United States property rights are based on. You have the right to defend a man's home is his castle. Mm -hmm. A woman's home is her castle. You have the right to defend your stuff. You can't expect 911 to do it for you. And so this um, uh, this is coming down. And, uh, you know, and I said this back in 2020. I said, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is no. it. This is the final takedown of America. And then you've got this huge uh, retailer that sells high-end luxury goods. They've got these little children in these, in these ads on Instagram wearing bondage clothes and yep. laying on couches with bondage stuff. And I'm like babies. These are like two-year-olds, three-year-old little girls. I saw and that stuff. story. Yeah. And, and, and they're trying to normalize it by calling people that are pedophiles, minor attracted uh, children, minor attracted persons. And even in jail, they would, the, even in jail, that was not considered people that went to jail for pedophilia crimes, raping children, hurting children, found themselves dead in jail because even in jail, there was a code that that's a bridge too far. And There's, yet they're pushing this yeah. on us. And now they're doing it in a way that is a, a functional uh, systemic child abuse with this top surgery of our little girls, mm -hmm. this, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, puberty blockers, right? Mm -hmm. Which is basically chemical castration of our, of our young boys and our young men. Mm -hmm. And you know, brother, 
this is coming down now. And it's again, we we started off kind of with this back at the beginning of the program today about this depopulation, right? When mm-hmm. you deep when you sterilize kids, mm-hmm. that that's a depopulation agenda, right? And look at the other side of this thing. The the what is the suicide rate for trans individuals? It's like four times mm-hmm. higher than this than the typical population. That's right. a, it's a tragedy. And they're worried about population growth now because we're on a decline, a negative decline. We're having less kids. And so they're saying that that's the reason for illegal immigration is to maintain our population and through immigration versus birth. Because they've been trying to make uh, to minimize through abortion, through not having kids, through thinking about yourself. Uh, this is all intention to diminish, to control, to take away. God said who to go out and multiply, right? These, these are... Absolutely correct. And then this, the idea that there used to be an honor among thieves to what you're saying in prisons, when, if you went to jail to prison because of you were a child molester or a child pedophile, pedophile, you would be killed. It was like its own justice system. And then, so when you have the political elite, the leftists that have an agenda that is anti-American, anti-constitutional, anti-God, and I will say that anti-God, because that's the root of it. You remove God, remove fathers, you break up families, government becomes God. It's a replacement. And then they can control you for your food and your resources and your speech and so forth, um, because it's about control. It's about having some having everything and all the rest of us having nothing. But using this stuff, to normalize it. When you realize that Epstein and Maxwell and all of that, when even when she gets indicted and convicted, none of the people that they've tra- uh, um, prop, uh, trafficked kids to are prosecuted or even indicted because they're all involved in, you know, not all, but there's clearly connections to those in power that are protecting them. So you have legislation now, you have these big tech, big media pushing this twisted ideology, confusing our kids. Like you said, the the uh, suicide rate is way high, not only in the transgender group, but kids in general. They feel lost. They're grasping for truth. They're grasping for something to believe in. And they're being constantly bombarded with fear and then basically contrary truth, if you will, things against what their parents are trying to teach them. And so they're changing culture and business and politics through the schools, through education, through media. Yeah, you know, it's one of the reasons why we just really want to support guys like Charlie Kirk, Turning Point USA. They have a high school, you know, um, engagement, uh, you know, organization. And, uh, of course, they're going to have that big event coming up here in another week or so, a couple of weeks down in Phoenix. You know, maybe, brother, we might pop down there like we did last year. Mm-hmm. But what an amazing event. We're talking about you can do it. There's hope for you. You know, based on America's freedom, you can go far. You can be something. And and the, the woke agenda is all about you're a victim. Let's divide everybody up. You're an oppressor. You're not an oppressor. You know, I went to the... Uh, office of the superintendent of public instruction here in Washington state, because I heard a, a, a terrible story about a young child, a blonde haired, blue eyed kid in a class. They were doing the CRT training brother. This was just a little while ago, like maybe several weeks ago. Um, and they asked the kids in the class who in this class would be the oppressor then. And they all point at this kid. And this kid had uh, as a, a grand, grandson of a, a friend of ours. 
And, um, you know, if I mentioned it, you would know them. And he, he had saved up his own money and went and bought a cross. He was wearing a cross, right? So you can wear a burqa. You're good, man. Don't wear a cross because that makes you an oppressor, right? See, I've always said this. We can talk about God all we want, but as soon as we bring up Jesus, we got a fight on our hand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always about him and what he does. And America is great, brother, because of the individualness, the individuality of salvation. You can't be saved as a group. See, the the group thing was what caused the dark ages, right? Well, you're part Mm -hmm. of the group, so therefore you're going to heaven, but don't forget to pay your indulgences and things Mm -hmm. like that. And so, and they corrupt that system to try to make you as, but you've got to get to Jesus yourself. You've got to get there and you have individually been set free for Liberty. It's been set free. I was talking to some friends about, you know, as you look at what, especially now, as you see this increasing tyranny as this, this increasing oppression that's coming from the United States and the state governments, et cetera, to crush our speech is you start to see these things where they said, wow, they were marveled that Jesus spoke boldly because they could mm-hmm. nail you to a cross. They could put you in jail that Paul and Silas and guys spoke boldly because they didn't care about jail and death. They cared about obeying God. Amen. Anyways, Amen. this office of, um, OSPI. public instruction, yep. right? Yep. Yep. It says in here that you cannot discriminate against a person because of race and color, natural, reli- uh, nation, national origin, religion and creed, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression. They've added all these other things. But look, they were on that kid because he was white, because he was a Christian. Mm-hmm. They were on him. And that's actionable. And we've got to fight back using their same tools they're using against you. And use it against them. And that's why God bless Pacific Justice Institute, Jay Seculo, and these others. But you've got to somewhere stand up and fight back. Now, uh, yeah, 100%. Remember, we had, but during the election for OSPI, during our show over in Seattle and Salem Radio, um, we had both candidates on. We had Aaron Jones and we had Chris Ragdahl. And at the time, it's just both of them lefties, both of them Democrats, but it just, it it rubbed us both the wrong way when we had him on, like, "Ah," you know, and yet like the teachers union got behind him and somehow he pulled ahead and the damage this one guy has done in this one sort of like overlooked position where it's always only guidance. No, what the guidance is from OSBI is directly mandated to the school districts that implement it through the teachers union and through the teachers yeah, and that's why these kids are going to tell you, oh, we're not doing critical race theory. Yes, you are. We're not doing the DEI. Yes, you are. We're not doing the... Con- he personally, personally lobbied for two sessions to get this, this sex education in that we know came from the FLASH program, which came from Planned Parenthood. Once again, that's why you have this move to put Planned Parenthood clinics in schools, you know, so that 13-year-olds can get abortions, so that you have um, this doctrine where it's the sex education isn't one class you can opt out of the sex education is throughout all classes to promote and teach things that we don't believe in right transgender lgbt whatever it it pushes it on everybody and then normalizes it and then makes our kids feel bad if they have a differing opinion you know and then they want to fit in so a lot there's a a massive increase i mean it's like a like 400 percent increase in kids that identify as trans now than they did before because it's cool 
because they're being promoted in school, that special attention comes towards those that are confused about gender. This is damaging. This is child abuse, as you said earlier. But go ahead. Yeah, well, it's um, um, we need to find ways. We need to support our, our youth ministries. We need to demand that our churches teach the Bible, man. The, this thing is you know, LGBTQ plus, they keep adding things right to it. Plus, 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 plus. And, yeah. and so you've got this, um, this thing, but I can tell you our God's bigger. Our God is greater. Our God is the God of angel armies. He's the Lord of hosts and he has an ability to do this. And so how do we, how do we reach them? We reach them with the gospel that you were, cre- you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I love Sean Foyt's, a new song about this, this, that you're made in the image of God. Imago Dei is the name of the song. Great song. Now he did that as a, as a way to celebrate the overturning of Roe v. Wade because he felt like, wow, the church didn't do nothing. You know, that he thought there was going to be, you know, fireworks and parties in the streets when this thing gets overturned and the church has hit itself and like, oh, well, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's, you know, they didn't even mention it at my church. And they didn't at my church. They didn't say, "Hey, don't forget to go vote" or anything. And so now we're you know we're playing you know we're playing damage control. And yet, if we will just push back, if we will just be bold, if we will just go reach these kids and talk to them, you know they they what they really want, brother, is they want adults to like them. They want adults to love them and to care about them. Not you know not pedophile and and only attention they're getting is from the pedophiles. Mm-hmm. Well, how about how about let's give these kids some attention from the Christians who yes. care about them and who want to see them successful and who want to see them, you know, happily married. And it's one of the things I love about Charlie Kirk because he's like, marry young, have lots of kids. Mm-hmm. That's really one of the things they say. Marry young, have lots of kids, because if you don't marry young, you're going to start. You know, you've got this mm-hmm. thing called testosterone and estrogen and you've got all these things going on and it it leads to immorality because you, yep. you have a difficult time. The Bible says it's better to marry than burn. Right. And so when you have that problem, get married. Right. And mm-hmm. get get a wife, get your wife, get your husband, whatever. And then have these kids. And, you know, now this is something that's also on my. You know, my radar is that people are getting married and they're not having kids. Right. Because they want it. They, they, well, then we can't travel and we can't do this. The greatest thing in my life was getting saved. The second greatest thing in my life was getting married. The third greatest thing in my life was having all these kids. Yes. And so why would you give up these great things, getting married, getting saved, having kids? This is, um, it's so important. And yet nobody's talking about it because they don't want people to disagree with them. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, what are you going to do? I, I read a, I read a, uh, uh, I don't know, like a blog post. I think Mario Murillo or one of these guys wrote this blog post about this. These two guys go to heaven. Actually, it was not Mario Murillo. It was uh, Robert Slairdon. Uh, mm-hmm. These two guys go to heaven. They die on the same day. They go up to heaven and they meet Martin Luther and they meet Peter and they meet Paul and they meet everybody. And they're like, tell us what's going on down there on the earth. And the one guy's like, oh, it's dark, man. They're, you know, they're trying to indoctrinate the kids and all this stuff's going on. It's bad. It's bad. And they're like, oh, yeah, wait, well, we had persecution and stuff, too, in our day and, and everything else. And the other guy goes, yeah, it's bad. But we started doing uh, we started doing outreach and we saw these people getting saved and God was doing miracles and something. Like, well, we like this guy. This guy's one of us. 
right? So which one are you? Mm-hmm. You know, the first one into the lake of fire in Revelation says is the cowardly. Mm-hmm. The second one in unbelieving. You mean before the homosexual, before the murderer, before the 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 drug user and all these other things, the prostitute? Yes. The first ones in are the cowardly and the unbelieving. Look it up. It's in there. So, Why? Because yes. God loves faith. What does it yes. say in Hebrews 11, brother? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. We have mm. to have faith. And what does it say in James? Faith without works is? Dead. It's dead. It's not only right. that. Faith without works is death. It yes. brings death. If you look at that word in the Greek, it's not just it's dead. It's like it doesn't mean right. anything. It actually promotes death, death. Wow. in the planet. And so mm-hmm. we have got to get strong. We've got to get bold. Just take one little step. You know, I, I talk about that time when I told uh, Jared Sessler to go up and confront Dan Newhouse at the uh, at the Roanoke conference. Yep. And he yep. came back and he was like, it was life-changing. I was like, yeah. you opened your mouth. You said what everybody else was thinking. But you how had the courage you, to say it. Yeah. yeah. How did you feel? He's like, that's the quit. I feel like I did something. Why don't we all feel like we're doing something? Why don't we go save a teenager today? Why don't we go save a middle schooler today? Why don't we go save our own kids? Why don't we say, you know what? This is death. Their thing is death. We want life for you. We want you to be happy. So I'm going to talk to our Christian um, uh, audience that still isn't convinced they should get engaged. That still wants to you know, trust God, which I believe is you're supposed to trust and pray. But basically, I said, "Oh, it's in God's hands. He's in control. I'm not going to get engaged. It's dirty, right?" I'm thinking about um, we've we've seen if you if anybody knows someone in the Masons, we know that through people that have come out of that that there's 32 levels, whatever, and each level there's a cursing and the growing. And the whole idea is we're here to help their community, be a better person, do whatever. It all sounds good. It's all about self until they get to the highest level. And it's all about the author of light basically ends up being Lucifer. Okay. Lucifer, the devil, the fallen angel, the one that prideful took a third of the angels from heaven. So, and then of course, once you're in that far, you know, so it's, it's the idea that here, Ultimately, all the stuff that leads to worship of the devil. Then you got over here, um, we have this LGBTQ movement, right? We saw, we talked in this program several months ago where there's this move to add Satanism to the LGBTQ flag. And you're like, well, why would that be? Because it's, that's the agenda to destroy the works of God, our belief and, the, and, our, but, and allow us to accept this and celebrate this, legislate this, right? And it ultimately, when it comes down to, again, it's Satan. It's the opposite of God. It, so it, sometimes Christians, sometimes believers have to be hit over the head. This is a spiritual warfare. We've been saying it for a long time. But when you actually put Satan's uh, black flag on there, that yes, this is tied to Satanism, maybe we wake up and say, oh, we should probably get engaged. Right. This is where the battle. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now we can get engaged. It's uh, ultimately, if we don't, we will see this left behind thing. And guess what? We're all going to be left behind. Right. Because, you know, I don't know this post mid trib and things like that. But, I, you know, I've heard a lot lately about, you know, the Bible says that he's coming back for a victorious church a spectacular church, a church that has victory over the mark of the beast and Mm -hmm. his image and all these kind of things, not a church that's huddled down with a year supply of potato chips, brother. Right. (laughs) It's not, you know, I I saw this thing about, uh, 
it came out, um, I don't know, nine months ago and it popped up on my YouTube feed and, uh, a certain lady, uh, was like, you know, you got to stock up on non-perishables now. And I'm like, well, that was nine months ago. And I remember at the time thinking, I keep hearing that, but the Lord didn't tell me that what, where is your relationship with the Lord? You know, we run, you know, and he even says that, you know, we run to the prophets and we run over here and we even said, in John chapter five, he told the Pharisees, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And these are they which speak of me. And so we've mm. got to get to Jesus. Now the scriptures can't be broken, but remember when the scriptures, when you're reading the Bible, it's pointing you to Jesus. Why? So you can know about him and all that mm. kind of stuff. How about if you know him, we have the pop, we have the, the opportunity we have the responsibility and we have this, this awesome uh, privilege of literally knowing God personally, knowing him as a person and a personal friend. Like I know you, I know a lot about Marty McClendon. We are personal friends. If people start yes. talking about Marty McClendon, I can defend you. I can, you know, I, I know you, right? Mm -hmm. And when you know Jesus, when people start talking all this nonsense about, you know, we got to run and hide. You know, didn't they do that to Nehemiah when he was trying to build the wall? Oh, you need mm -hmm. to go hide. You go to the temple. And he's like, what? I ain't hiding. I'm out. I you know, job to do. I, I would <laughs> rather die building this wall and doing what God told me to do than go be a coward and hide. And so we've not taught this as the church. And I'm telling you, Marty, something's going to happen soon in the church. And, and the pressure against us. And I've seen this at my church, the church that I go to over here is they've started to say, you know what? Homosexuality is not condoned in the Bible. They've actually said it from the plow. And it was like fear and trembling. You can see the pastor was like shaken when he said it, but wow. he said it. Good. Right. And that's the thing. The journey of a thousand miles brother begins with a single step. That's so right. We just take the step and say, you know, I don't agree with that. I remember when I first got in these lawsuits uh, on election integrity back in 2018 and, and Keith Swank and I were sitting there and this guy was going on about socialized medicine and he was, you know, was four Democrats or Republicans and we're sitting there and the guy's going on, we need to have healthcare for all and all this stuff. And finally he, he stopped talking and I, I go to him, I go, well, we, we're not for that. And that was right. it. You know, <laughs> he goes, well, I was kind of getting that impression because the more I talked, I noticed that you guys weren't agreeing with me. It's like, just sometimes it's just like, no, nope, no, yep. you're not going to give my, my child uh, puberty blockers. No, you're not right. going to give my child abortions without my permission and all this kind right. of things. You're not going to teach my child. See what they want first is they want tolerance. Then they go to acceptance and then they go to celebration. Yep. And that's and tacky. They go to mandation. They go to mandates. Yep. <laughs> it's very tacky. Don't do but that. Um, yeah. Well, they, they have a, it's a proven system that we've seen in our lifetimes um, they, them use. And we've seen it more, they've just cranked up the dial. They've shortened the time period towards they introduced something to where they mandate it. It's almost like, oh, this is a foregone conclusion. We're going to make sure this is our agenda. And if you have anything that would oppose that, say thing, speak up, they're trying to, like I said, to make us fearful. And as the Bible says, 365 times, fear not. Fear not. You know, uh, you know, we talked about this on our last program about how this uh, this survey was done across America, and America is mo more right now than ever, more right than left. Mm 
mm-hmm. than ever before because there's a, a huge pushback, but they're not running to the Republican Party. Where are they going, brother? And we need to reach them and we need to let them know that Jesus loves them. And yes. he died for them. And God is not God is not some big killjoy. God wants the best for us. He mm-hmm. wants what's good for us. And and so and we do too, brother. We and want what's and, best and for I us love too. this too, that the idea of this uh their kids are told that you can't judge. Well, you can only if you judge a certain way. That, that everybody can be free and do whatever they want to do. And whatever this is all, you know, their agenda and their gender and whatever. No, no. God wants, loves them so much that he wants to save them from the pit. He wants to save them from their self-destruction, he wants to save them from, from stumbling and wants to direct them on a path to the blessing and, and encouragement. So just, that's cool. His, his judgments are true and just altogether. Hey, we got to wrap it up. Go, don't forget to go to DougAndMarty.com. You can listen to past episodes of Doug and Marty versus the world. And uh, you can contact us and we'd love to hear. Be thankful today, man. Be thankful even if you're counted worthy to suffer for his name. Be thankful, right? Amen. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. We will see you. Oh, and Merry Christmas, brother. And Merry Christmas. (laughs) 